Welcome to the Tech Meme Ride Home for Wednesday, February 1st, 2023. I'm Brian McCullough. Today, you think things are bad in your corner of the tech sector? Wait until I tell you about the memory chip industry. OpenAI releases a tool to let you check if something was created using OpenAI. Netflix might be going a tad overboard on this password sharing crackdown. Meta wins round one against the FTC and the interesting new app from the founders of Instagram. Here's what you missed today in the world of tech. This will seem a weird one to start with, but go with me for a second. Memory chip maker SK Henix reported around a $1.4 billion Q4 operating loss, its biggest quarterly operating loss ever, and a 38% year-over-year drop in revenue. 38% drop in revenue in one quarter is significant, quoting Bloomberg. Slammed by a more than 50% slide in memory chip prices from a recent peak, the Apple supplier said Wednesday it is slashing output, capex, and costs as it awaits a recovery in the second half of the year. The world's number two DRAM maker reported a deeper-than-expected operating loss of 1.7 trillion won, or $1.4 billion, for the three months ended in December on a 38% drop in revenue, despite rivals Micron Technology and Keoxia Holdings also cutting output Sector-wide inventory levels will keep growing, hitting a peak in the first quarter before gradually falling towards the bottom half of the year, executives said. Henix's larger rival Samsung Electronics had earlier dashed hopes for a large pullback in 2023 supply by saying it would keep CapEx at 2022's level. For months, the $160 billion memory industry has been reeling from a large imbalance between supply and demand. Memory makers are sitting on three to four months' worth of inventory, while clients have yet to use up their stockpiles. South Korea's exporters have been hitting the brakes in response to slumping consumer spending worldwide. The entire country's exports declined 17% in January from a year earlier, largely due to a 44.5% drop in semiconductor exports, end quote. Yeah, this isn't the only memory chip headline this morning, even. Western Digital has apparently raised $900 million from private equity firms Apollo Global and Elliott, sources say, as a precursor to a merger with Japan's Kyoxia, largely due to memory chip industry doldrums. Here's the thing. The memory chip industry is notoriously boom and bust. There are entire famous business school and business theory books and case studies on this very topic. But this is maybe the worst we've ever seen in this industry. Quoting Bloomberg again, but from a different article earlier in the week. The unprecedented crisis isn't just wiping out cash at industry leaders, but also destabilizing their suppliers, denting Asian economies that rely on tech exports, and forcing the few remaining memory players to form alliances or even consider mergers. It's always been difficult for memory makers to handle spikes and troughs in demand. Bringing new factories online takes years and billions of dollars, so it's hard to get the timing right. Already, Samsung Electronics and its rivals are losing money on every chip they produce. Their collective operating losses are projected to hit a record $5 billion this year. Inventories, a critical indicator of demand for memory chips, have more than tripled to record levels, reaching three to four months' worth of supply. Samsung looks to be the only one that will escape relatively unscathed, thanks to its heft and diversified business, but even the South Korean giant's semiconductor division is headed toward losses. Quote, chip equipment companies' sales are plunging by around 30 to 50 percent. This is not a normal situation, said Greg Rowe, head of technology research at HMC Investments and Securities, end quote. OpenAI has debuted a free web-based tool to help you determine if text you're looking at 
was written by a machine. It rates the text that you put into it as very unlikely to unlikely to unclear to possible or likely to have been written by itself. OpenAI and ChatGPT, quoting Axios. OpenAI cautions the tool is imperfect and performance varies based on how similar the text being analyzed is to the types of writing OpenAI's tool was trained on. It has both false positives and false negatives, OpenAI head of alignment Jan Leike told Axios, cautioning the new tool should not be relied on alone to determine authorship of a document. How it works. Users copy a chunk of text into a box and the system will rate how likely the text is to have been generated by an AI system. It works best on text samples greater than a thousand words and in English, with performance significantly worse in other languages. And it doesn't work to distinguish computer code written by humans versus AI. That said, OpenAI says the new tool is significantly better than a previous one it had released." End quote. CNBC says Google has been asking employees to test potential ChatGPT competitors, including Apprentice Bard, a chatbot that uses its Lambda conversational tech. Quote, The Alphabet company is working on a project under its cloud unit called Atlas, which is a code red effort to respond to ChatGPT, the large language chatbot that took the public by storm when it went public late last year. Google is also testing a chatbot called Apprentice Bard, where employees can ask questions and receive detailed answers similar to ChatGPT. Another product unit has been testing a new search desktop design that could be used in a question-and-answer form. As a result of ChatGPT, the Lambda team has been asked to prioritize working on a response to ChatGPT, read one internal memo viewed by CNBC. In the short term, it takes precedence over other projects, the email continued, warning that some employees should stop attending certain unrelated meetings. Apprentice Bard looks similar to ChatGPT. Employees can enter a question in a dialog box and get a text answer, then give feedback on the response. Based on several responses viewed by CNBC, Apprentice Bard's answers can include recent events, a feature that ChatGPT doesn't have yet. Apprentice Bard replaced Mina, a previous version of a smart chatbot that had launched internally but was later discontinued. Employees have noticed Apprentice Bard's responses becoming more advanced in recent weeks. The company is also testing an alternate search page that could use a question-and-answer format according to designs viewed by CNBC. One view showed the home search page offering five different prompts for potential questions placed directly under the main search bar, replacing the current I'm feeling lucky bar. It also showed a small chat logo inside the far right end of the search bar. When a question is entered, the search results show a gray bubble directly under the search bar, offering more human-like responses than typical search results. Directly beneath that, the page suggests several follow-up questions related to the first one. Under that, it shows typical search results, including links and headlines. It's unclear just which experiments Google plans to incorporate in future product launches, end quote. But they're coming, believe me, they're coming. This year's Google I.O. stands to be maybe the most important in the company's entire history, I imagine. Netflix is adding spatial audio to its $20 per month premium plan, available for over 700 of its most popular titles, as a way to entice people to pay up to this more expensive plan. Standard and basic plans will get limited support for the same, but they really want you on the premium plan. The headline... For Netflix that I found most interesting today, though, was that Netflix has listed its rules and exemptions that it is putting in place to prevent password sharing, and 
they include a clause saying that all devices should be on the same primary Wi-Fi network at least once every 31 days. I'm going to tell you why I think this is a problem in a minute, but quoting the streamable. These measures seem like cautious first steps to avoid a massive exodus of account-sharing users if they do not meet Netflix's expectations in curbing password sharing. Harsher measures, such as charging users who continue to give out their login information, could follow. Netflix began testing methods to charge users $3 when someone outside their home accessed their account in several Latin American countries in 2022. Among the items on the new list, can you still use Netflix while traveling? Answer, signing into Netflix outside your home may lead to the device in use being blocked from Netflix. This could prevent you from signing into new devices while traveling, but Netflix has devised a workaround. Traveling users who want to use Netflix on a hotel smart TV, company laptop, etc. can request a temporary code from the service when signing in. This will give them access to their account for seven consecutive days. Question, how can you prevent Netflix from blocking your devices? Answer, signing into home Wi-Fi at least once every 31 days on your devices will make them trusted devices, which Netflix will remember and leave unblocked. If your device has been blocked incorrectly, you'll need to contact Netflix in order to get it unblocked, end quote. And it's that last bit that has me worried. I know I'm probably in the minority in terms of my Netflix usage, but I'm quite sure that I will often go more than a month without signing into Netflix at all. This household is more of a YouTube and Disney Plus household in terms of what we use the most. So if when I were to casually try to sign in someday and realized I was blocked and then discovered there was even the slightest bit of friction getting myself unblocked, I would probably just say forget it and watch something else. Who wants to have remembering to sign in to Netflix as a new monthly household chore? Something tells me they're going to have to walk this back pretty soon. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you ka-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did-we-just-hit-a-million-orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify transformed ResumeWriters.com from the spaghetti code backend I cobbled together in college to the world-class commerce platform it sits on today. And Shopify can do the same for your business. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash ride, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash ride now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash ride. We're being sponsored today by a company on a product that longtime listeners know I have used for years and cannot literally cannot live or at least work without it. One Password. One Password combines industry-leading security with award-winning design to bring private, secure, and user-friendly password management to everyone. 
Companies lose hours every day just from employees forgetting and resetting passwords. A single data breach costs millions of dollars. One password secures every sign-in to save you time and money, any device, any time. One password lets you securely switch between iPhone, Android, Mac, and PC with convenient features like autofill for quick sign-ins. All you have to remember is the one strong account password that protects everything else. Your logins, your credit cards, secure notes, or the office Wi-Fi password. One password generates as many strong, unique passwords as you need and securely stores them in an encrypted vault that only you have access to. I started using 1Password, what, a decade ago? Join me and over 100,000 businesses on board the 1Password bandwagon. Because right now, my listeners get a free two-week trial at onepasswordcom slash ride. That's two free weeks at the number one, the word password, all one word, dot com slash ride. onepasswordcom slash ride. Interesting. Sources are telling Bloomberg that a U.S. judge has rejected the FTC's bid for a preliminary injunction to block Meta's acquisition of the VR company within. And the judge is giving the FTC one week to decide whether or not to appeal. Quote, In a sealed decision early Wednesday morning, U.S. District Judge Edward Davila in San Jose, California, denied the FTC's request for a preliminary injunction to block the proposed transaction while the agency pursues a separate case in its in-house court. He separately issued a temporary restraining order pausing Meta from closing the transaction for a week while the FTC decides whether to appeal his ruling. The decision represents the first major loss for FTC Chair Lena Khan, who was appointed by President Joe Biden to reinvigorate antitrust enforcement as a key tenant of his administration's economic policy. Khan has taken a more aggressive approach to mergers than her predecessors and stepped up the agency's focus on technology giants in particular because of their potential to quickly dominate budding markets. The FTC sued Meta in July, arguing that its purchase of Within, the maker of Supernatural, a popular VR fitness app, would aid the social networking giant in dominating the emerging virtual reality industry. Top meta executives, including Chief Executive Officer Mark Zuckerberg and VR head Andrew Bosworth, testified during an eight-day hearing in December. The FTC has also challenged Microsoft's proposed $69 billion merger with gaming publisher Activision Blizzard on concerns the deal could harm competition in the nascent cloud gaming market. That case is slated for trial in August, end quote. Meanwhile, Meta's Ready at Dawn VR studio has announced plans to shutter Echo VR, which is odd because that is one of the best-rated and most popular free games on the Quest platform currently. Quoting Road to VR, Echo VR has had a storied journey. Having originally launched as an Oculus Rift exclusive title all the way back in 2017, in 2020, the game made the leap to the Quest, allowing cross-play multiplayer between Rift and Quest players. Shortly thereafter, Meta announced that it had acquired the game's developer Ready at Dawn. And though it stands as one of the best-rated and most popular free titles on the Quest Store, Meta has announced it plans to shut the game down for good on August 1st. According to the announcement from Ready at Dawn, the main reason behind the planned shuttering is because the studio is, quote, coming together to focus on our next project, end quote. Although not mentioned specifically, it's hard to imagine that the broader layoffs at Meta and other major tech companies has nothing to do with the announcement, especially considering that Ready at Dawn released its last game, Lone Echo 2, more than a year ago. Ostensibly, the studio has been well at work on its next project for quite some time now. 
In addition to being one of the platform's most popular free multiplayer games, Echo VR also had one of the most robust in-app purchase offerings of any VR title so far, with a Battle Pass-style system that allowed players to pay for the chance to unlock cosmetic rewards over the course of seven seasons. Unfortunately, the studio has confirmed that refunds for in-game content will not be offered, end quote. So I wanted to share this again because I'm having trouble figuring out where VR is going. If Meta is shutting down the closest thing VR has to Fortnite, does that sound good to you? And finally today, an interesting launch. Instagram co-founders Kevin Systrom and Mike Krieger have launched a venture to explore what they're calling next-generation social apps, and the first that they've launched is called Artifact, a TikTok-like app for news articles. Sounds right up my alley. Quoting platformer, Artifact, the name represents the merging of articles, facts, and artificial intelligence, is opening up its waitlist to the public today. The company plans to let users in quickly, Systrom says. You can sign up yourself on the web. The app is available for both Android and iOS. The simplest way to understand Artifact is as a kind of TikTok for text, though you might also call it Google Reader Reborn as a mobile app or maybe even a surprise attack on Twitter. The app opens to a feed of popular articles chosen from a curated list of publishers ranging from leading news organizations like the New York Times to small-scale blogs about niche topics. Tap on articles that interest you, and artifacts will serve you similar posts and stories in the future, just as watching videos on TikTok's For You page tunes its algorithm over time. Users who come in from the waitlist today will see only that centrally ranked feed. But Artifact beta users are currently testing two more features that Systrom expects to become core pillars of the app. One is a feed showing articles posted by users that you have chosen to follow, along with their commentary on these posts. You won't be able to post raw text without a link, at least for now. The second is a direct message inbox so you can discuss the post you read privately with friends. Systrom and Krieger first began discussing the idea for what became Artifact a couple years ago, he told me. Systrom said he was once skeptical of the ability of machine learning systems to improve recommendations, but his experience at Instagram turned him into a true believer. Throughout the years, what I saw was that every time we use machine learning to improve the consumer experience, things got really good really quickly, he said. The breakthrough that enabled Artifact was the Transformer, which Google invented in 2017. It offers a mechanism for systems to understand language using far fewer inputs than had previously been required. The Transformer helped machine learning systems improve at a much faster pace, leading directly to last year's release of ChatGPT and the attendant boom in interest around AI. Transformers are the T in ChatGPT, end quote. Yes, I am well aware of the fact that there is a big Samsung event today announcing the new Galaxy S23 lineup and apparently a whole bunch of laptops, but that's the thing. It's happening right now. It's just getting started at 1 p.m. Eastern, right when the show is publishing. So instead of waiting the 90 minutes or so for it to end, we'll just cover it tomorrow. Talk to you then. <laughs>